What up, you Hanyaks? Welcome back to the Rambling Viking Podcast, bringing you your Monday dose of weird, where we are going to ride the lightning, and it's a little foreshadowing for a new song. Not that I'm doing that, it's come out, though. I uh, hope you guys had a good weekend, hope it was PDFG, and this week will be PDFG for you. Hopefully it will help you kick it off on a good note, and if not, if it started off on a bad note, hopefully we can bring you back into the light, into the positive side of it, so... Yeah, lots of good stuff going on. Uh, if you haven't got on the Tumblepuff train, go check out, I believe, my last episode, if not one of the past two episodes, where talked about that. Pretty interesting. Turns out dryer sheets were originally called Tumblepuffs, and I'm trying to go back to the roots because Tumblepuffs is a way better name than dryer sheets, personally. But, yeah, got a lot of good stuff going on. We're already in March. Holy crap, where is the time gone? <clears throat> Things are wild. But that's how uh, that's how life goes, you know. So, got a few fun topics. Nothing too crazy. Uh, mainly some housekeeping, and obviously things in Ukraine are still rough. But the Ukrainian people prove to be a little bit more prove to be tougher than Russia anticipated, and they are frustrated, which is good on them. So, uh, awkwardly, to those thirteen. With war, we are seeing that there are false reports or misleading reports. Sad to supposedly the ghost of Kiev is a totally fake story. Whatever. Still a really cool story. And I guess you can call it invigorating propaganda for the Ukrainian people, which I'd rather have that. And then also the Snake Island So those guys that told the warship to go F itself, apparently they may be alive. Apparently they may have survived the bombardment and then the warship sent troops ashore and captured them. And so, yeah. And (laughs) this is coming from the Ukrainian government. So lots of people reported on the article I have is from Fox News. Yeah, so they just updated that this weekend, saying that the Russian media the Russian media claims that the soldiers were captured, not killed. Now, it's obviously in Russia's best benefit to say that they were able to capture them instead of kill them, where because the martyr, you know, if they were martyrs, then that would vindicate the U- Ukrainian people. So it's a whole thing. Nobody knows what's going on, but honestly. In a lot of ways, I'm glad that they are alive still, and they did survive that, and hopefully they'll be able to go home to their families at the end of this conflict. So, yeah, it's it's interesting, though. So, sadly, while I went off on that and was, you know, had the fun analogy of, like, it's like walking out your front door, seeing a tank, flipping them off, and then mooning them before getting blasted away instead of just leaving your house. Well, this is more like doing that, and then it blasts your house, but you survive, and then they take you captive. So... Who knows what's going on? It's absolute madness over there. Uh, obviously, need to keep our support up for Ukraine, and hopefully Putin doesn't go too off the rails. Best meme of the weekend, though, definitely goes to a random Twitter user that I saw. Maybe I can dig it up and put the link there, but it was two pictures of Putin. It was like, Putin? And it was just him. And then they photoshopped a raspberry on his head, and it said Rasputin. <laughs> oh. And someone was like, you know, they, of course, were like, oh, this is such a trash meme. And I was like, that is hilarious. That is awesome. So, meme of the weekend goes to them. Good job, all. Hopefully, put the link down in below. 
Yeah. You can go read the article for yourself. It's very short, but supposedly those guys are still alive, which good on them. But they're still, it's far from over. I mean, they've stood strong. We've seen the president who's been like, we offered to get the president Zelensky out of there and he was our prime minister, whatever he is, their head person. Everyone has a different name for it nowadays. Offered to get him out and he said, nah, I need ammunition, not a ride. I mean, the fortitude of these Ukrainian people is awesome and something to admire, but also at the same time to acknowledge that, I mean, there's so many innocent people. It's it's just still crazy to see war in our modern day and age. I mean, with the advent of social media and cameras everywhere and technology where it's at, this is this is a first for me, really. I mean, in a lot of ways. And... So it's it's crazy, but yeah, we hope that Ukraine stands strong and that they don't fall to Russia because that'll only increase the conflict. And personally, I still stand by my stance of I think I don't know that we need to necessarily send U.S. troops here, but I do think it is in in terms of the world stage. You know, there, it's unpopular to think of us as being the police, and it's like I don't think we're policing the world. But I I come back to I mean we're the biggest kid on the playground, and nobody messes with us. And we need to stand up for the the kids who will get picked on because otherwise these bullies will get away with a lot. And that's that's what I see Russia as. And so I think it's a classic kind of authoritarian mindset worldview versus the the free world. And the free world needs to do so much about it. So that's that's enough of that, though. I mean, you you hear you're hearing so much about. Ukraine already. So on to other news. My wife found a song. It's a new country song called Ride the Lightning. It is not bad at all. It's not amazing. Now, most people would come out with frustration. And there's a temptation for me to be frustrated by the fact that Ride the Lightning is becoming popular. But I just have to acknowledge that I'm a trendsetter. And it's the long game, right? been saying it for well over a decade. been part of my vocabulary and vernacular. You've got the official stickers at the Mead Hall, which is my merch shop. So, I mean, we, it's there. Proof is in the pudding, folks. been saying it for a long time. So, if it catches on, and yeah, sure, maybe I don't get credit of, oh, Gus, who started it? I don't need that. But it's just catching on is awesome. And I'll just take the credit as... Look, it started this, and it's a long game, and it takes. you got to say it over and over and over, and eventually it'll start to catch on and permeate the culture. So that's credit enough for me. But uh, go listen to the song. I'll put a link in the description to the song on Spotify. It's not bad. I don't love it necessarily, but it, but it's not bad. It's a nice little kind of rugged, he's a wild child type vibe, and it's just a, a guitar, and it's not super heavy or fast. It's kind of, I don't know. It's got an interesting rhythm to it, and it's pretty good. It's pretty good. I, I, for me, if I'm going to make a song, if I were to make a song about Ride the Light, I mean, it would be wild, right? It'd be upbeat, fast, a lot of fun. And it would be, it would be a whirlwind, obviously, because that's probably honestly the only songs I know how to make are crazy, upbeat, fast, awesome songs. The People's Convoy officially made its way through Oklahoma. My sister got to see it live. And based on what I've seen, Oklahoma understood the assignment. To quote a Facebook post from their from one of the admins on the Facebook page said Oklahoma understood the assignment wow 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 yeah and so all the updates I, I followed on Instagram on their story as they moved through Oklahoma I mean it was every town every overpass there were people everywhere apparently my sister sent me a text that we got from a friend so it said 
According to Oklahoma Highway Patrol, the convoy now includes 7,000 vehicles and is 30 miles long. 30 miles. That is incredible. That is so awesome. I'm just honestly just sad that I'm not able to see it in person or even just be a part of it. But they are now in Missouri and they're making their way to D.C. They'll be there in a few days. By the end of the week, People's Convoy, hopefully the message will be heard. I mean, what we're seeing is what we're seeing that most people stand behind this movement. That they are, we're, we're done. We're done with COVID. We're over the, the COVID emergency powers. I, I saw a headline that supposedly California is going to keep its state of emergency even as they move, as we've moved into the endemic phase, which someone, the subheading said, this is illegal and fully believe that. But I mean, this is what we're going to see people try and do is try and keep us in a state of emergency always to keep those powers, because that's just, that's just how, that's just the flow of things. And that tension that I've talked about before between the government and the governed and, 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 and the power struggle that is constant throughout our world. So yeah, people's convoy though, if you're not following on Instagram, it's the people's convoy USA 2022. It's something long. I'll put the link again in the description. It's pretty awesome though, to see a lot of the stuff, see a lot of the honking, see a lot of the rigs. They've raised $1.5 million. I am $10 of that go. Feel free to donate only donate on the people's convoy.org though. Apparently there's other people trying to say that it's donating to the people's con. There's scammers out there. They're scammers folks. So just watch out, but they have updates there on details on their meetups and for each day and then if you find them if you follow them on so on social media it'll it'll tell you show you where they're at and whatnot and it's and you can go through and look and see each day they have little highlights on their instagram page page it's pretty awesome so i'm excited to see how it grows as it gets closer and closer to dc and what it ultimately culminates in turning out as so that's pretty cool in other news, I today's today's Monday's just news. It's Monday's news madness. Okay, that's what we're doing here because that's all I've really got for you. Uh, we'll see unless I find a stream of consciousness somewhere. But liver is rough. Got to figure out the best way to eat that and or cook that. What to pair it with? Tried Paul Saladino, carnivore MD. Tried his method. Yikes! So he gets bone broth. Gets it to a simmer, and then he blanches stew meat and liver for 45 seconds. So it's practically raw in the middle. And let me tell you about that. The time that I bit into it, and it was still raw in the middle, but it was brown on the outside. Yikes. It is just a different flavor and texture. I mean, but when you look at how nutrient-rich it is, it really is good for you. And so it is the true superfood, and I'm becoming a believer. I will say... After eating it a couple times now, it's gotten a little bit better, but I'm still trying to figure out the best way to cook it. So if you have any insight on that, please help me out. That's what I'm that's what I'm trying to do. And, and on that same note, finish the carnivore code last night. Review should be coming that might be Wednesday's episode. Wednesday or Friday. It's coming one of those two. I haven't figured it out. I'm gonna try and get the review written out. Today, I'll tell you, it probably won't be two hours. Look, I say that. I know what you're saying. You're rolling your eyes right now. It probably won't be two hours, at least not in depth, because there's a lot more sciencey jargon and a lot that, I mean, I read but didn't comprehend and was really hard to follow because it is very sciencey. It's very heady. But what that does is reinforces the believability of it and the trust that I have in what Paul is putting forth and the carnivore code puts forth because it's, I mean, he spares no expense. He says, look, if we're going to talk about this, we got to understand the mechanisms and I'm, I'm talking biochemistry, uh, microbiology, 
both of those things and breaks down the specific molecules that we find in certain plant foods and animal foods and dispelling a lot of the common misconceptions. The the last two chapters are related to the meat misconceptions, how it's bad, you know, how it's a carcinogen supposedly and the the cholesterol is bad and wow, eye opening. So, I mean, it's going to be a lot more general probably from my perspective and I will continually I'll say this at nauseum, you need to go read it for yourself. At least go listen to his podcast on Joe Rogan because it is, I'm not going to do it justice and I might even misspeak. I'm going to try my best not to, but it is tough. And after so far being, <clears throat> I'm being on this carnivore road. It's really not that bad. I eat, I eat like two to three meals. It just depends on the day, probably eat three today, three meals, but you know, mainly meats. I'm not cooking in any seed oils or anything like that. Not doing pepper, just doing salt and just mainly drinking water. You know, I still have some M&Ms or whatever here and there. So it's not fully balanced, but honestly, it's been pretty great so far. But I mean, he, it just totally turns the common knowledge that we have around nutrition. That's supposedly, you know, that's been in the system for years and years and decades, really. But people talk about that. It turn he turns a lot of it on its head. And really it's similar to the first book in that the first book he was like, look, these it, it, it's too shallow or it's misconstruing or it's a language mishap in translation with the Bible. It's the same sort of thing here. He's like, We're we're kind of we're not looking at the whole picture. We need to take it in context. We need to look at more factors and variables and whether it's healthy versus unhealthy user bias in studies, epidemiological studies versus interventional studies, something that I hadn't thought about. And drawing conclusions based upon that. But it's interesting to see. But I'm not surprised that we've been misled in a lot of ways. Because when you look at it, I mean, the food pyramid used to be the the standard. And then we found out that was a load of crock. And now it's my plate. And it's still probably a load of crock. And at one point in time, you know, people were told to just eat like cottage cheese. Which I don't know about. There's certain things that we know now, looking back, that were healthy. That are wildly wrong. So that, that saga continues. And it's something that I think we need to continually battle against. So, and, and he does have an interesting perspective on like, he's not, he, I mean, he is very much saying that he believes animal based is the way to go based on our biochemistry, based on the history of humans and, and their development and our progression and what has, and, and that, that has been the underlying factor is that making animals more accessible and animal meat and eating more animal based things. But he doesn't necessarily say that we can't survive on plant-based stuff. But it's very, very interesting. I'll go into it in that episode. That's your little preview. You're welcome. And it was, it was. I, I read so much this weekend. I got a crick in my neck. Like, and I realized it's because I was sitting and then looking down. You know, and that's the classic thing is everyone's looking down at their phones. But I don't know. I guess the way I was sitting. But like, I and I still got tightness in my neck today. Still trying to recover. It's kind of wild because you know it's funny. You think about it and you think, oh, yeah, reading. You know, reading's a good thing to do. It's good to be well-read and to read more. So, you know, it's important to read. It's kind of like, oh, reading's good for you. And, yeah, but you just got to yeah, be careful, right? <laughs> there is too much of a good thing is a bad thing. That's what I ran into. And that, but that's my whole thought process right here. Is like, it was like, I thought I was being better by reading, not watching Netflix. And what do I get? Freaking sore neck, hurt neck, strained neck, whatever you want to call it. This is bull crap, but <laughs> that's no, no, it is good. So I had to like lay a switch to laying down or holding the book higher and not being lazy and just resting it on my stomach. Like 
like a lardy couch potato. There is, there are bad ways to read. So be aware when you do that, but definitely check it out. And, uh, I can say too, I've tried a couple of the recipes in the cookbook. The, the first way to eat liver, horrible. I had to take a bite of liver, immediately take a bite of the stew meat and then take a sip of whiskey. Yeah. I poured some whiskey. That's how rough it was. And so I ended up cooking the liver and the stew meat all the way through and that helped a little bit. And then this morning I cook, you know, I've been having bacon, fresh cut butcher. Oh, bacon from the butcher shop. Whoa. It's been next level. So good. But cook the bacon and then the grease that the bacon fat that is left. And then I, I kind of flash fried the liver in it, made it a little too chewy. So maybe I overcooked it. I don't know, but I'm still figuring out ways to cook it and, Maybe I just need to mix it, slice it up, and mince it and mix it in with something because it is tough. I'm excited though. Gonna eat some beef heart the next, either tonight, tomorrow. Gonna be real exciting. Got this supposedly this Peruvian recipe that's real good. So gonna gonna dive into the heart section. Got some kidneys I gotta eat too. Gotta figure that out. So lots of wild stuff, but lots of exciting stuff. If you have any insight or are curious about it and want to know more, I'll obviously be keeping you guys updated. But in things I learned this week or this weekend, so we've got a futon, right? Right. Yeah. <laughs> got a futon and we keep a bed sheet over it because it's just easier to keep things clean that way. And you can just wash the bed sheet and dogs, you know, they like to get up on it and whatnot. So we wash it once a week or so. And I just washed it because it was gotten dirty and I was going to put it back on. And it was inside out, and I was like, oh, look at that tag. And then I just happened to see, be able to see what the tag said. The tag said side. And I was like, what? What is it? And I go, oh, my gosh. It was like light bulb moment. It was, I went, wait a minute. And then so I went to, I, I went around the edge the other way, and, and I found another tag that said side. And I was like, so instead of me sitting here and having to toss this sheet and spin it around like a freaking pizza <laughs> like a Sicilian pizza guy, um, doing the, doing the pizza dough toss or shuffle with his bed sheet to try and figure out, okay, which one's the long side, which one's the short side. Are, are, are these two corners closer together or is it, or is it closer to this corner and trying to sit there and do math? There were tags on this the whole time. Now I just may be an unobservant idiot, AKA Hanyak, which is definitely probably most definitely true. Did you know this? Do your sheets have this? Do all sheets have this? Because I don't feel like my other sheets I've had in the past have had little side tags marking the sides versus the end. But I was like, oh, now I'm just going to look for this, find it, boom, golden. And I don't even have to think about it. So thank you, Next Level. Because I will say, I do have my complaints about bedding and mattresses and design flaws of why they aren't designed differently. But this is one, and maybe just this sheet. I'll have to look at my other bed sheet, but it's incredible. If Check your bed sheets see if they have it or if you have known this your whole life p- feel free to roast me about it voicemail email message whatever please just whatever you've got throw it my way so i was i was absolutely blown away but i mean other things that i've got like my issue with mattresses anyone's ever moved a mattress knows this it's kind of clunky kind of wonky to move around why do they not just make more mattresses with sewed on handles First of all, the mattress, this is the side of the mattress you don't even use. It's covered in a sheet 99% of the time. So why not design it to have some good, hefty handles on the ends so when you are moving it, it moves just fine. Also, having a purple mattress, that thing is dense, heavy, and floppy. It is, it is 
the worst to me. It just flops over and kind of caves in on itself because it's it's so forgiving but also so heavy and dense. It's a nightmare. So I also thought about just having like a little frame, a little half frame. You know, it doesn't have to go the full height of the mattress, but just go halfway up that's on wheels and you just slide so it's basically a little cart, so you slide the mattress in that, and it holds it up. Or having, like, a dolly with two PVC pipes going up it on each side, and so it would kind of frame it so the mattress wouldn't fall off either side. I don't know. How would you... I would... Look, if I was going to design a mattress, it was going to be... It would be so next level. I mean... I don't know if I have had Velcro or a little hook handle thing, so when you put the sheets under, it hooks... So you don't just have to rely on the elastic on them, but there would be so many things that I would do. And the the main thing is I would just build, if I built anything, first of all, I'm probably going to find a way to build it with a handle, either removable or something that's kind of a high to handle because how many times are we sitting there trying to grab these awkward pieces of furniture or awkward things? And they don't have handles. They're slippery. It's horrible. I mean, how hard is it to just maybe build a little area where you can clip on a little handle and still make it look stylish? I mean, because I get people care about looks a lot. I don't, obviously. I'm a very pragmatic Hanyak here. But build more things. Like washing machines and dryers. Is it really that hard to kind of just build in inset little handles or hand grips? I get you probably use a dolly for them. But just, like, why not? Or, And they have those cool little straps or whatever that we've all seen on those paid programming commercials. Those as seen on TV ads. I get it. But I don't know. I'm just, just trying to figure things out. So... End of February here, though. Yeah, that's my that's my th- new thing I learned this week <laughs> was that the, at least this bed sheet marks its size, has little tags to mark the size. I don't know if it has ones to mark the ends, but even so, if you just mark each, each side, process of elimination. I'm a smart enough detective; I can figure it out. Do your sheets have that? Do all sheets have that? These are the questions that I've got to answer this week, and I will report back to you later. Also, what's your favorite brand of Tumble Puff? Just curious to know. And are you with me to make a line of dryer sheets that are called their original name, Tumble Puffs, and to be fun, whimsical, and, I mean, it's just going to be normal dryer sheets, but it's going to be Tumble Puffs. They're not dryer sheets. They're Tumble Puffs, the original. And because that is a way better name. I'm looking to change the culture here, just like I set the trend of Ride the Lightning and have brought that over time just by continually saying it into the culture now, and you're going to start seeing it permeate. You're going to start seeing that phrase pop up in more things. Let's do the same with tumble puffs. Let's flip dryer sheets on its head. Let's do like this carnivore code, flip everything we know on our head and bring out something better in this world. Even something as small as tumble puffs, because that is what I'm here for. Okay. Tumble puff gang for life. Also my buddy, you know him, Connor, he said that he would ask him about a sticker, making like a tumble puff or tumble puffs only. I heart tumble puffs. I don't know. Tumble puff gang. Let me know what sticker I should make of it. And these, this is going to be a sticker. This is going to be a special one for your dryer to stick on your dryer somewhere. I know sticker dryers aren't usually a thing you put stickers on, but I almost want to make one tumble puffs only or something like that. Or I heart tumble puffs. Don't forget the Tumble Puff, Tumble Puff Gang, something like that. Got several ideas, though. Making a sticker for you to put on your dryer so you can have a little Tumble Puff sticker on your dryer. And maybe we'll make more fun 
dryer related or appliance related stickers but that's a fun idea i've got so let me know if you're interested in that that's something you do i mean regardless i'm gonna make it anyways because hanyak life what up Ooh, that's a sticker i should make just coming up with more and more ideas it's pretty awesome so all right gonna be short and sweet today that's uh all i've really got for you and let's see if we can make this norwegian goodbye a little bit shorter than last time so finish up the carnivore code book review coming in hot got more blessings born out of tragedy i'm really excited this podcast at some point may turn into really have being story heavy and people telling their stories but i just keep running into people with such interesting stories and i want to i want to let them be told and talk about you know the things that come out of struggle and, and hard times that are that are good and positive how we grow and get better so we can create that positive culture of, of you know surviving and, and honestly thriving through the struggles in life and embracing that embracing the challenges and the hard times because like i learned in from the sermon in church this week and if you want to go look at exodus 2 you can see it and really dive in deep is that you know, even when it feels, even when we don't see it and don't realize it and we feel like we're far from God or God is far from us, his hidden hand and his fingerprints are still everywhere all over our story. But we usually can't see that until we're outside of it. We're beyond that. We're through whatever hard time we're on the other side and we look back. So it just reminds us of the importance of reflection really is what that is. But next month's book, I have gotten that in we'll be starting that and i can't just i can't choose short easy i mean i'm sure this will be a page turner but it is thicker than i realized it's jordan peterson's 12 rules for life i know it's been around for a few years now and he's already released the second one but i have been putting off reading it reading it been real hanyak about it and i was like okay this is a this is a this is a thing this is it's time this is the best opportunity, you know, that I'm doing, I'm doing better and better about that being like, this is the opportunity is now the time is now to, to do these things. Don't wait, just do it. And so that's what I'm doing. And going to be reading that for the month of March. If you want to get the book yourself and jump on that train, if you've been putting it off like I have, then feel free to jump on the train. We'll read it together as we go throughout the month. And that'll be the book. If you have any book ideas for me, think of books that I should read for subsequent months. Cause I do not have I, I only plan out usually one month, maybe two months at a time. And I have some ideas of some books I want to read this year, but I do not have by any means it planned out. So if you have any suggestions, please send those in. But going to be getting that book review later this week and continue to review the carnivore lifestyle and how I like it, how it's turned everything on its head and just shows us that we need to really question everything and dive into stuff and look you know, look everywhere. It's like a game of hide and seek. You don't just find the first person and say, that's good enough. You got to keep looking, right? And you got to keep looking and trying things and experimenting and pushing ourselves. So that's what it is. But all right, that does it for this episode. Thank you so much for being a part of the Hanyak Horde. If you're new here, welcome to the Hanyak Horde. If you missed the first blessing born out of tragedy, go back a couple episodes. Uh, please make sure to, if you can, leave a review. Could always use more reviews. Share this with your friends. If you have a story of, you know, a blessing born out of tragedy type story or something that struggle you've gone through in your life that has made you better that you can now look back on and see the positive outcomes that came from it. And you want to share that story, or if you know someone who does, please send them my way, message me, we can get that set up and crank those out. Looking forward to cranking those out more and more. I've got several on the horizon. I'm just working on scheduling. So it's something that I really want to, want to push out and do well on, but uh, if you haven't checked out our 
If you haven't checked out the Meat Hall, which is my merch shop, it's only stickers currently starting real small and, and modest and humble. Just really want to put stuff out there, don't, not trying to make a bunch of money. Although, if you want to support me monetarily, then you are more than welcome to. But by no means feel obligated to. I definitely like the idea of keeping all you know my content free and available for everyone. And if people want to support me that way, they can. So... Be sure to go check that out, though. Get your Hanyak Horde sticker, get your Rambling Viking sticker, get your Anti-Oasis sticker, whatever it may be. I need to make a spousosexual um, one of the flag and everything, so I'll make that one. And if you don't know what that is, go back to episode two, I don't know, go back like 40 episodes. Look for one that says A New Identity. It's in the 200s. And that, that, that'll explain the spousal sexual thing. Also, anti-waces is something I haven't brought up in a while. I'll bring that up next episode. This, this Norwegian goodbye is already too long. So, all right, that does it for this episode. Hope you guys have a great week. Hope this is a lighthearted, pretty low bar episode to start the week, but bringing you episodes every Monday, Wednesday, Friday, around noon, depending on what time zone you're in. And you can check it out. Be on the lookout for the book review. Blessings born out of tragedy. Make sure to send anyone and everyone this way. Or if you want to share your story and come on, please, you are more than welcome to. But that's more than enough rambling from me. So without further ado, this is your head on, Yonk, signing off.